Um, morning, everyone. It's only Chris here um, with this rare condition, Wolfram syndrome. It's roughly one in 800,000 that's got this um, condition I've got. Um, it basically means I'm now fully blind, everyone. I've been fully blind for about 17, 18 years. And um, I slowly lost my eyesight every two years as I was growing up. So I was lucky there that I knew what it was like to be able to see when I was young. Um, every two years I lost eyesight. And my condition also means I've had diabetes full on since the age of four. Um, but thanks to my brother, my diabetes is well controlled because 21 years ago when he was working in America, he brought back an insulin pump. And I've been on insulin pump for 21 years. And thanks to brother's thorough management, I get proper results through the insulin pump. It's really good. Um, my condition also comes with this other form of diabetes called diabetes insipidus, which is related to um, antidiuretic hormone and sodium levels. That's a bit more complex than the blood glucose form of diabetes, a lot more complex. And my condition means I've slowly lost my hearing as I was losing my eyesight. So now I can only hear everyone if someone is talking directly to me or standing right next to me. If anyone ever says anything and I don't say nothing, it means I haven't heard them, everyone. And, um, and my condition also means I've got ataxia. This is very random. It's whenever it wants, whatever it wants. It's pretty much, I'll go along from holding on to someone and talking and walking to down a road to being thrown off, looking like I'm struggling to find out what planet I'm on and my balance is all upset and my sense of orientation is very random, this condition I've got. It's whatever it wants, whenever it wants, practically. So just getting on with it, everyone. Um, the going to school was a bit of a nightmare because in secondary school, they wouldn't understand the concept that I needed notes from the blackboard. I couldn't see the blackboard. So um, I didn't get very far in secondary school because in the GCSE years, I couldn't see the blackboard. And um, I remember going to see the head six months before the GCSE exams to say to him, look, I need someone to fill out my exam paper and read out the questions. And the head was like, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll give you an extra 15 minutes an hour. I said, sorry, you could give me an extra 15 hours for every minute there is an exam. I can't see it. You know, so it's not necessarily for me to say out loud my GCSE results. And that afternoon, that, that morning, the GCSE results come out. That afternoon, I had an interview at college with the head to do these A-level courses. And um, I was sitting in the interview and she said, oh, the GCSE results come out today. I said, yeah, I know, I've got them here. And she said, oh, you've got them? I said, yeah. <laughs> you know. So she opened the envelope and said, oh, Chris, you haven't really got the grades. And her face dropped. I said, look, let me just tell you what happened in secondary school. And I break it down to the head, what happened in secondary school. And she looked at me and said, Chris, don't worry, you're in. I'll give you the place. This was a place I never had qualifications to enter into that course, you know. And she said, I'll give you the place, not just that, I'll provide you with a note taker to fill out your exam and drop down your notes off the blackboard. Well, that was brilliant, that was brilliant, that, because that gave me the opportunity to get to university. And um, the problem was with university was it was only five minutes up the road from parents' house, so 
<laughs> I was going there. I wasn't really um, thinking about what they do there or what I'm interested in. I just went there five minutes up the road. And um, it was in the second year of university, me and brother had a brainwave to move out into a flat in Barkingside Clay Hall. And that was a good idea at the time, but I had to get two buses to university and two buses back from university. Now, bear in mind at the time, I, I never had a white stick to inform, to let everyone know that I can't see properly. I was just losing my eyesight and I was just getting on with it. I never had a white stick, nothing like that. And um, this isn't really accurate to put into words because I remember this like it was yesterday. This was 18 years ago. And I remember the feeling, but I'll put it into words, but it's a lot more than this. This, is, this was real time. And um, I got the second bus to the high street to get the second bus back to the flat, the first bus to the high street to get the second bus back to the flat. And basically, all I could see was sunshine. It was a sunny day. It, it was just blazing sunshine. And in this one step, how quick one step is, it passed very slowly. It was like many different thought processes entered my head, you know, and it was like someone, re as my foot was halfway through this step, it was like someone attached electricity to my spine. I didn't hear no voices or nothing, but it was a gut feeling just to stop. And I thought, Chris, why are you going to stop? There's sunshine. But I thought, for once in your life, stop. And as soon as my foot hit the floor, I could feel a double-decker bus coming round the corner, hitting the end of my nose. And it turns out I was in the middle of a road. I couldn't believe it. I was literally a centimetre away from getting knocked flat to death. And I can take you to the corner today and still show you vehicles speeding around that corner. And I was just, I crossed the road and I just threw my university backpack down and I was just standing there for a couple of hours, just, I was just somewhere else. You know, just thought there's something out there, there's something going on here. What's, what was that feeling about, you know, and all that? So I kept that in the back of my mind, but I continued with university. You know, I thought that important to just carry on with your education. And slowly, slowly, the Lord started breaking down to me different belief patterns and different things people call religious religions and for example I'll give a short list everyone now not just breaking down what they believe but breaking down the detail of why they believe is wrong and the law provided me with the detail is why what they believe is wrong for example Jehovah's Witnesses Protestants Islam Buddhist Hindus Sikhs and more I probably won't go on wasting everyone's time listing them and listing them but the Lord gave me a lot of details why why these people, what they believe is wrong. And at the time, the Lord revealing all these things to me, many different things, and identifying me the shortfalls of them, and then bringing me to Christianity. Now, not just bringing me to Christianity, but introducing the detail to Christianity to me, breaking down the detail to me, was like finding something more valuable than treasure at the time because this gave me peace of mind. I was free.
you know. And um, to give um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, that's Matthew 7, verse 7. Look, and you shall find. The Lord made me go looking, and the Lord made me find. Now, the Lord slowly broke down scriptures to me. For example, John chapter 1, everyone. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now, if you go forward to verse 1, John verse 1, verse 14, that's John verse 1, John chapter 1, verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the Lord gave me the understanding, the Word is Jesus Christ. So then the Lord broke something else down to me. It's very, very easy at the time of the Passover, which many refer to as Easter time, when Jesus was crucified, to focus on the, the physical suffering, the crucifixion, the whipping, the beating, the mocking, the having nails thrusted through your hands and feet. It's very easy to focus on that as the pain. But actually, if you look at John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. In the beginning, we're going back before the earth was even laid. you know. And to come down here as a human being, to leave your place in heaven in perfection, to leave your place in heaven in glory on the right hand of the Father and come down here as a human being, that was the hardest thing for, for one to do and come here and present himself as Jesus Christ. And the name Jesus Christ, everyone, it's a name more than... A, it, it's a title more than a name, sorry. It's a title more than a name. For example, the name Jesus is a Greek translation of the name, the Old Testament name Joshua, which means God saves. So Jesus means God saves. And Christ, the Greek word for Christos, means Messiah, the Son of God. So the first name, God saves, the second name, Son of God. This is the Word being born in flesh. This is the Lord coming down to teach us what's going on. What's it all about? And to pay the, pay the price for sins for us so we can be redeemed. I was humbled several years ago to have met Roger in the gym locally. And I got talking to Roger and after a few weeks, Roger volunteered to take me to all the different churches that he visits in London. So pretty much every week we're moving around to a different church in London and that was top stuff of Roger to introduce me to all those different people and take me around everywhere. That was good stuff. And um, Goldings was the church closest to Roger's brother's house. And I remember telling Roger after a few months, Goldings is the best church that we go because when I come through the door with Roger the first time and you could hear Pastor Jerry saying the gospel out loud, it was like music to my ears. It was like music to my ears. And um, I remember telling Roger, like, all the different churches we go to, they say one verse of the Bible, one verse of the New Testament, then everyone sings and everyone goes home. 
And I used to explain the detail to Roger in the car on the way home. I used to break him down the detail and I used to remember explaining to Roger that you shouldn't just let the people go. The pastor should explain this detail to them. You should not just let them walk out and go, you know. And um, Roger informed me after a while when he got involved in a few projects at other churches that Pastor Jerry would phone me. I thought, oh, that's top stuff. So that was all good. And a couple of weeks later, Pastor Jerry phoned top stuff and informed me that he'd found someone to come and pick me up. Much appreciated. Grant and family volunteered to pick me up and drop me back on a weekly basis. So I managed to get here on the often. Top stuff, Grant. Much appreciated. So then I've become a regular at Goldings. Now, I'm well and truly gifted and humbled, everyone. I'm gifted and humbled that the Lord has enlightened me with this one true fact. This one true fact that is the most important fact of all that you have to know. There's one true living God, one true living triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit throughout the ages of ages. <clears throat> throughout the ages of ages. Amen. Well, I'm just, 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 well